All right, Mickey here with an advert for BetterHelp Therapy Online. You all right? Such a small question and sometimes such a big question too, eh? Now, regular listeners will know I am no stranger to depression and while over time and with the help of some decent counselling and brilliant friends and family, I've established a toolkit to help when the constantly dripping tap of life gets a bit too much. That does not mean I am a stress-free human rainbow skipping through meadows. I mean, who is? We all carry around different stresses, big and small, and sometimes we can deal, and sometimes it's much harder to cope. Life, innit? Right now, I have a teenage puppy to deal with, and although I love her very, very much, she can be a lot. There, said it. And as quick a fix as it seems to say, I'm fine, I'm fine, and push it all down into the big inside box and put that lid on. For me, that hasn't been a great long-term solution in that if I don't get it off my chest, it will at some point come bubbling up and it's never been one to pick its moments in a good way. I find talking means I can avoid it exploding out of me like a messy emotional volcano all over my nana's carpet. Also, during my various times in talk therapy, I discovered that saying something out loud or writing it down can make it seem much more manageable than allowing it to swirl around and grow ever bigger in my head. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. I've found knowing how to reach out is sometimes the toughest bit, but BetterHelp is entirely online. Boom. Which means it couldn't be easier. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist, then work your sessions around your schedule. With more than a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Standard issue listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash standard. That's betterhelp.com slash standard. Standard issue for all women. Hello, Mickey here. Welcome to the first Sunday Chops of 2019. If, like me, all that New Year, New Me bollocks makes you want to put your head under a blanket, but also you can't find a blanket because it is somewhere under a huge pile of clothes slash paperwork slash you don't have fucking time to go on a blanket hunt, then this Chops may well be your saviour. I am a big watcher of vloggers, and my favourite by a country mile is Anna Newton of YouTube channel The Anna Edit. Over the past couple of years, she has introduced me to the joys of socks with the cashmere content, which might sound extravagant, but are absolute sanity savers for this chillbane sufferer. And she's encouraged me to do more to keep my bank balance healthy, rather than just refuse to look at it. And so I was super chuffed to get her on the phone for a natter. Anna is a straight-talking, easy-giggling, chic-as-fuck woman with her shit together. But she also has a self-awareness to know that together shit doesn't always come easy. And now she has written a book... An edited life is a set of guidelines to getting the best out of the worlds of home, work and life in general, penned by someone who knows how to get stuff organised without ever making you feel like a failure for not living in some minimalist show home surrounded by ticks off to-do lists and wearing white jeans. What's more, it is a delightful read. Hand on heart, having read it, I have started my first budget ever, already got 2019's diaries key dates logged and made a photo album. And trust me, I am someone who likes Netflix a lot. Before I hand you over to Anna, a little bit of admin. We are back with our first pod scene of the year on Wednesday with, among other slices of ace pie, journalist Marina Gask explaining why the midlife comfort zone can jog on, 
A shout out to the unstoppable Ruth Bader Ginsburg and some twerking. Yeah, it's an uplifting corker. Uh, apart from the news bits, sorry, there is nothing we can do to make that big bag of dicks uplifting. If you're not already subscribed, please subscribe. And if you're in the iTunes area, it's, it's not called that anymore, is it? Oh, I'm too old to care. Anyway, if you're in that vicinity, please spare a minute to rate and review us as it is super helpful. Particularly if you give us five stars. And why wouldn't you, eh? And maybe, just maybe after giving us those five stars, you'll feel positive and motivated enough to sort out that shit drawer. No? Allow Anna Newton to help. Hello, I am joined on the phone by blogger, vlogger, podcaster and now author, Anna Newton. Hey Anna. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. So your debut book, An Edited Life, comes out in a few days, on January the 10th to be exact. And it is a guide to streamlining your life at work and at home. Or at least that is the tagline. Yeah. I've had a sneak peek and I love your blog and your YouTubings. So I'd say it's more like a pal that helps you get headspace and not fall over the shit piled up in your hallway, but in a book. Oh my God. Yeah, I just should have put that on the front. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I feel like I've read so many of these books. I've like done the Marie Kondo. I've decluttered. I've read a whole book about capture wardrobe. And they're all great. That is me as a person. I'm a neat freak. I'm completely into that kind of thing. But I wanted to do a life organization book that was, yeah, just like your friend giving you some helpful advice. Feel free to take it. Feel free to completely ignore it and roll your eyes. You know, it's not a rule book by any stretch of the imagination. It's just like pal being like, hey, I do my lists in this way. Maybe that could work for you and like free you up some time and leave you a little bit stressed at work. So I hope that it's a really friendly approach to life organization that isn't super full on and isn't really like militant, like a rule book type thing. Because as you make very clear from the top, it isn't a one size fits all approach because we've all got very different lifestyles. A hundred percent. I mean, I am not a mother. I am someone who works for themselves. We've all got such different life setups. And I really tried to think about that when I was writing it because I don't want anyone to feel like, oh my God, I can't do that. And therefore, like, my life isn't going to be perfect. And also, that's really not what I was aiming for when I was writing it. It's really not about perfectionism and having this, like, amazing life where you only wear linen and you only drink green juice. <laughs> like, that is, I love Ribena way too much for that. I am a Ribena addict as well. And you always say, here I am with my squash, <sighs> like a 12 year old. And I'm like, that's me. Yes. I've got my pint of squash next to me. I now. have a pint of squash next to me now. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't help myself. I just absolutely love, I love my pint of squash. But I just was aware that we're all very, very different. And I really wanted everyone to just be striving for making their lives a little bit like a little bit decluttered and therefore a little less stressful and ultimately having time in your schedule to do what it is that makes you happy whether that's watching friends on netflix for the millionth time or as being a sociable being whatever it is i just feel like we all have all these things material things things in our head all these like scheduling things we're making life way too complex for ourselves and i wanted to like strip all that back and just show like how i live my life 
it's kind of a bit minimalist, but not completely. Yeah, it's just ultimately about making more time to do whatever it is that makes you happy. Yeah, I mean, basically, I've got you in on the pretense of an interview, but actually, Anna, can you sort my life out? Yeah, 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 go on, okay, hit me with your questions. <laughs> I'll try and do my best. So, stuff is lovely, and I love my stuff, and I consider it makes my home my home, but yeah. I don't think we realise how much stuff, the physical stuff, can weigh us down and seep into mental health and be a weight that we carry around massively i mean i didn't realize how much shit i had until i moved you know you do that thing where you move and then halfway through the day we thought that we could clear our whole flat in one day terrible mistake don't ever do that <laughs> like i should have been a chapter in the bit like moving home do not pack in one day it's a terrible <laughs> terrible idea um, and like halfway through the day I had to like get my boyfriend to go to Argus to buy 24 more boxes because we were just running out of space but all of these things which we had and we didn't really need and we had quite a small flat anyway so god knows where we were keeping all of this shite and it was when I moved and I was just like I want to create a space here that just has exactly what I want and what I like and what makes this feel like our home but nothing more and I've always been a big fan of decluttering especially with clothing and just having what we need and I think you're so right we're very like more 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 and we just accumulate all of these things before you know it nothing has a home we've got all of these things and finding your hat you know when it gets to Christmas time and you're like I need my hat like where the hell has my hat and gloves gone where are they I feel like it's just a little bit simpler if we just have less things and we're able to find things that we need quicker we're not wasting time with everything all these possessions there's really interesting point in the book that you make fairly early on is that to sort out the physical stuff you actually have to start with the brain stuff yes yeah that because I because I've read so many books and so many of them focus just on the decluttering side of things which is part of an edited life but I feel like actually in order for all those things to stick and for us to do them properly and the most efficiently that we can firstly it's better to sort of deal with all the scheduling and the self-care and the diary and the meal planning and the fitness routine we haven't done in like three years or the meaning to do for three years and also like the work stuff as well I think actually that's really important to do that first and kind of get that real foundation in, like the, just click into that mindset. Because otherwise all we do is stand there with a rubbish bag, throw things in, and then a week later be like, why the hell did we do that? I've just thrown away a pair of trousers that I wear for work all the time. What was I thinking? I put it in the order that I feel that it works best and it's worked best for me and my friends and family who've like given the book a try. But also, like I said at the beginning, it's, everyone is different. If you want to go to the declutter first, be my guest but I do think it is quite nice to get those those foundations in first and kind of get yourself in that headspace. As you just sort of hinted at an edited life is very neatly delineated I mean obviously and it's <laughs> in three sections life work and then home which, which did you find hardest to tackle when you first started editing your life? Oh that's a good question I think the home stuff comes quite naturally to me like I was a kid who was very inspired by changing rooms I mean I'm a child of the 90s and so for me I was always like moving around my room and drawing floor plans and moving my furniture around to make it feel like I mean in my head I lived in this like Brooklyn studio apartment I definitely didn't I lived in a tiny box room in a semi-stack it was nothing fancy so I feel like I've always enjoyed my space um and the kind of having that organized 
space. I feel like that's the thing that comes most naturally to me. I feel like, oh, I, I know what it is, actually. I am the queen of procrastination. The queen. I love procrastination. And as an author of a life organization book, you might not think that's the case, but I was just watching a video about how to make a gigantic raindrop cake on YouTube, which is like a massive clear jelly. Oh my God. Why? Why was I watching that? I was procrastinating. And I still do now. I was saying no one is perfect. We all have our little things. So the book, definitely that section for me, and I write in that section, this is as much for me as it is for the readers of this book. Procrastination is still a work in progress for me. Yeah, who knows? Maybe one day I will stop watching YouTube videos of dogs being reunited with their owners after they've come back from war. Why would you steal that joy from your life? Why would you do that? <laughs> I love those videos. They make <laughs> me cry every time. <laughs> he remembers, he remembers. <laughs> Can you imagine if they tried that with cats? Just cats strolling off oh. into the distance, just not fussed. The cats just like walking over, having a sniff and then just like dismissively turning around and like, whacking them in the face with their tail yeah I just <laughs> I mean I think you're crediting the cat with too much connection there I don't even think there'd be a sniff <laughs> no. you mentioned then about procrastination and I wondered if there is anything on your to-do list that always gets shifted or actually never even gets crossed off oh oh my god so as part of what I do I have to schedule tweets you know mm. to let people know that I've got a blog post up or you know there's a new video we have to do that as well yeah do you find it hell we all hate it we all take it in turns and if there's <laughs> anything any of us can do to get out of it then we try like we even did a bet and whoever won the bet didn't have to tweet for the week the other ones would do it for them <laughs> so pleased i'm not the only one i mean i've made songs about it i'm like oh, i'm scared you live like i have to like sit there and like sing a song whilst they do it like I'm like maybe I should put music on and then I do loads of typos and spelling errors because I'm not concentrating but for me that is the one thing if I see that on my to-do list I know I'm about to have the most unproductive morning scheduling a week's worth of tweets can sometimes take me hours which is a bad bad thing people have these like virtual assistants that can schedule tweets for you maybe this is something I should look into and you should look into so we can you know offload it somewhere else because it, it really I, I do find myself procrastinating every single time. Every time. Got plans for Valentine's Day? No, me either. Actually, that's a lie. I do. And those plans are moving to a new location as of February the 14th in London. We will be at King's Place near King's Cross. And we will be hosting the fantastic Dame Claire of Balding and the excellent Sarah Pascoe. Tickets are on sale now, so, you know, get them quickly because they are going to sell like baked goods that are warm. Get yourself over to www.sarahmillican.co.uk forward slash standard hyphen issue where you can find out about this and all of our other excellent shows. My little brother had this thing where he wanted at any moment to be able to fit his entire life into a rucksack and just sort of not be weighed down by consumerism and stuff and owning things. And so he wanted this rucksack that he could just fit everything in his house into and he could leave at the drop of a hat. And then he wanted, he thought his rucksack was too big, so he got a smaller rucksack. And basically he just kept buying smaller and smaller rucksacks until he had like a Russian doll of rucksacks. 
And my point is, you can take it a bit too far, right? Yes, there is actually a section in the decluttering bit that mentions that approach of, yeah, people, <laughs> I've seen it online with suitcases. You have a suitcase and like, everything I own must fit into the suitcase. And it's funny you mentioned that it's your brother, because actually that is my sister who is just left to go travelling. And I mean, I, I, I say travelling, but and people say, oh, she'll be back in three months. No, 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 I'm pretty sure... My sister, she's gone. She's had enough. Like, we'll see her in a couple of years' time. <laughs> and she's gone with a, the tiniest... She actually just went with hand luggage. Wow. She has this shampoo bar that she takes with her. I was like, what? You know, shampoo, condition? She's like, no, no. I use, like, this, you know, hair soap in my hair. And it's not a liquid, so it's fine. I can travel with it in my, in my hand luggage. So it, it's a thing. And I get that people have that urge fine you do you uh, but I think you're right we can get a bit extreme I know I did I tried to do a wardrobe that just had 38 items in it at one point and um everything stank because I couldn't <laughs> do the washing and get it dry quick enough and that's sort of where the book has come from is I was there like I've had loads of shit then I've taken it too far and now I've realized that there's this like happy medium where you know you're not trying to fit everything into a suitcase but you're also, you don't own eight suitcases. There's like a, a middle sort of happy place. And I think wherever you are on that spectrum, do your own thing. As long as it's serving you, making you happy and not making you feel stressed. Do you practice what you preach in the book? Are they guidelines that you live by? Or do you sometimes have to remind yourself and go back and have a read of when things get a little bit out of hand? I think I'm quite a neat person. When people come around, they're like, Oh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I get it. You know, you colour coordinate your bookcase, right? <laughs> Fair do. <laughs> so, so I'm kind of a, a neat and tidy person, the decluttering stuff. I mean, every now and again, I have to have, for some reason, kitchen cupboards for me just become, oh, oh my word, like you can't even open a door and there's like rice just jumping out at your face. So there's definitely certain sections that I have to remind myself about. But like I said, it is, for me, it's the procrastination section. That's That was the hardest for me to write because... I feel like I was still learning that section um, and I've definitely written things there and given tips that are things that I still go back to every day and I'm like oh what did I say there I knew there was I knew there's like a handy little tip so I find that that's probably the section that I will go back to the most just to refresh myself. If you're such a neat freak which is your phrase not mine <laughs> do you go to other people's houses and get like itchy like I just want to tidy up? <laughs> Um, well, my best friend is neater than me. And she just is, I'm quite convinced that she's, she's maybe a robot. She's okay. a very kind, loving, incredible robot, but she is, she's <laughs> the neatest person I know. My grandma, ridiculously neat. My mum, ridiculously neat. So I feel like a lot of people in my life are also in the same section. I have got friends who I go around and there's a floor drobe. And I've also got a friend who has this wonderful child and I can't help. And, it, and she just laughs at me because she's like, Anna, one day, if you're ever a parent, this will, you know, you won't be able to do, to do this anymore. But I, I find myself tidying up after the baby. Oh. So the baby sort of, you know, she's finished playing with something. And I'm like, OK, now I put this back in the box. And she's just having none of it. This kid, she's getting all the, all the stuff, all the stuff out, having a great time with it. But yeah, I feel like if kids are playing with things, I want to play with the puzzle a bit. And then I want to put it back in the box that's my thing but who knows one day maybe that um maybe I just have to be okay with like foam bananas being on the floor I get it with the food around their face it makes me feel a bit bulky so I always want to wipe their face <laughs> but they just like within bulky, a second they're covered in word. food again <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
yeah, my friends, my friends are like, no, no, one day, like, you, you know, you're going to have to grow out of this at one point. But I, I think it's because I, I secretly quite enjoy it. Um, me and my robot best friend, um, <laughs> when we were in year four at school, someone asked me a question the other day, like, you know, what is your earliest memory of tidying? I said, what, how old are you in year four? You're like seven? Yeah, we're probably about eight. And um, for our treat, when we were good, as our reward, we were allowed to tidy our teacher's desk. That was your reward? Yes, and we thought it was amazing. We were like, oh my God, this is the best (laughs) reward ever. So (laughs) Mrs. Hurd, shout out to you. Thank you so much. Um, I feel like she might have contributed to this a little bit. Well, I think that, and it seems like it's also part genetic. So maybe you've got an unfair advantage over someone like me who had an ex who used to go, tidy desk, tidy mind, Mick. Do you know what, though? I'm not sure about tidy desk, tidy mind. There is a section in the book about tidying your desk, but I feel like it should inspire you. Like, your desk should make you feel happy. And if you have shit on your desk and you're really productive, then that's fine. That's allowed. Thanks, Anna. Thanks. There you go. Yeah, no, you, you have your lean-in power piece of paperwork. If, as long as you're getting stuff done, why not? Okay, so I have an admission to make. Okay. The other day, I decided to tackle my paperwork. And by paperwork, I mean the second drawer down in my kitchen, because that's where everything just gets oh, shoved. yeah. Until it slides out the back and blocks the drawers. And I handled it by <laughs> basically just throwing most of it away. Paperwork, it's one of those things. We've had it drilled into us by our parents that you should keep every single piece of paper that you are ever sent. And you just don't need half of those things because you've got it all stored online, most most things. Yeah, Marie Kondo's book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying, that's quite harsh on paperwork. And when I read that, I had a big paperwork cull a couple of years ago and just made mounds and mounds of recycling. That's the thing that we've been conditioned to keep all paperwork. I, I, I'm proud of you because you, you don't need that shit. I had stuff going back to like 2007. I, I don't know what that was for. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, I've, I've totally been there. There is actually a section in the book about, um, and we couldn't think of a better name for it aside from shit drawer. Like everyone <laughs> yeah. has a shit drawer. And I know we in our old flat had a shit drawer. And you're right, you can't open them. Things get stuck, like the ruler gets stuck when you try to open it, doesn't it? And I started off trying to be really methodical and like, this is good, get your, get your house in order, Mick. And then I was just like, I am bored and this is yeah. never ending <laughs> and the stuff on telly I want to watch. Put it all in the recycling, it's fine, it's fine. Because going back to the brain stuff and sorting that out first and sorting out schedules and carving out time for yourself, for you to relax and socialise and just to keep your mental health in check. I am very much or have been in the past a believer in the black bin bag and I just have a massive purge and give loads and loads of stuff away to charity and or to my mates and just bin a load of stuff that can't be given away. But I have got certain bits of clothing and stuff that I have given away. And I'm talking about from when I'm about eight, that I have given away regret. Is that a thing? Give it, give her away regret? Give us away regret. Yeah, give us away regret. I've, I've definitely had that too. I've definitely had that too. My advice for give us away regret, because I feel like that we, we all do that, if there's something that you're ever a bit unsure of, I put it in a bin bag and then I put it, I like hide from myself <laughs> and then I put a reminder in my diary for like three months time, six months time, whatever, to refind said hidden bin bag. And then if I still feel really sad and I'm like, oh, I just can't get rid of it, I keep it. 
And then if I'm like, actually, haven't thought about you for a really long time, off you go find your new home that's very practical advice but it's incredibly organized <laughs> for even not giving away something by accident I like it <laughs> I know but I, I'm also a big fan of sentimental things I feel like a lot of these kind of life organization manuals can be very anti keeping things just for the sake of keeping things mm-hmm. um, but I love sentimental things I've got like a whole thing up in my loft and it's got three dresses from Topshop that I absolutely cannot fit into anymore there is way too much sausage to put in the sausage skin you know what I mean like it <laughs> oh, I've got it's like not that. happening yeah. yeah 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 but I I'm like they just they tell a story there's like one from my graduation one from my 18th birthday they're like sequiny Cheryl Cole numbers and I'm just like I just like to keep them to look at and just to have them and even if I only look at them once a year you know when I go up there and I'm like whoa this place is stressful I think it's nice to have things like that that you can just look back on one of the things I've noticed that I think you do that is amazing and I really want to get back into is you make photo albums. Yeah. The lost art of the photo album. Oh, the photos. Okay, so I'm so into photos. I completely blame my parents for this and also my grandma who has about 60 and they're chronologically ordered. They're very organized. She's written who's who under every single photo. Oh. It's amazing. And ever since I was a kid, I'd go around and I'd watch Pingu or whatever. And then I'd also look through these photo albums. I just have always loved them. And luckily, I found a guy and my husband who's really into taking photos. And he still takes all of, or not all of his photos, but whenever we go away, he takes his film camera with him. And then, like, properly, you know, takes photos like the olden days like tactile stuff photos you can touch and hold i know yeah Crazy. proper ones we get we get the film developed when we come back and um yeah we stick them in photo albums we only got into that a couple of years ago but it's it's really nice to have them it's really nice to like look back on and yeah it's made me print out more photos yeah it makes me look at them more often as well we've got them all like laid out in the front room and if I'm procrastinating, which quite often I am, sometimes I just have a little little flick through, you know, like, oh, that, that was a nice little holiday. Um, I'd really recommend that anyone would do that. It's such a nice touch. Whenever our friends come around, they want to see the photos that they're in from like our most recent holidays. So we have a little, yeah, a little look through photo albums. It feels very retro. <laughs> it's lovely. I like it. I'm going to start. I've just got to sort through the masses oh. of photos first. Uh. Yeah, no, that's getting them sorted is the naff bit, but putting them in feels feels very like satisfying. Hi, Hannah here. Just having a nice cup of tea, and wanted to remind you that if you like what we do, you can help support us. You can do that by going to our Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash standard issue where you can throw some readies at us to help us keep producing the kind of thing that you seem to enjoy listening to, and also keep me in tea. Thank you. So I think, and I'm going to be really honest with you now, I think you're cheating a little bit because you clearly got it in your genes. You've inherited some tidiness (laughs) that I haven't inherited. For someone who is surrounded by stuff and mountains of things that need sorting, is there hope? Is there hope? Can I get this shit sorted out? Yes, 100%. I believe that there is hope for everyone. Oh my God, imagine if I said no to that question. Just an interview ends with me quietly no. sobbing into the microphone. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, sorry. It's just always, you're always going to have this problem. Yes, I definitely think there is. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we see these Instagrams where people just have nothing in their homes and it looks very scandy slash also very Dr. Evil at the same time. 
Um, and I think we all aspire for that. I don't think that's right for everyone. Maybe it's just that you cut down your belongings by like 20%. And it's just also about having a bit of time. And that's why I feel like I know there's the whole like new year, new me. And I don't really believe in the whole like new, new me thing. I feel like you can have a declutter of your life any time of the year. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like the beginning of the year is a time that we're quite motivated to just get things in order. And even if it's you just read the calendar chapter and you're like, okay, I'm going to sort out my schedule this year and make sure that it's all laid out well, contains everything that I need to know, and I'm not going to be late for any meetings because I've, like, effed up my diary. And then maybe from that, you're like, ooh, maybe I want to sort out my bedside table. Maybe I want to sort out the shit drawer. I think it's just it's a slow and steady process. It's not like an overnight thing. But I think by tackling the areas that we feel excited about first that kind of gets a firing your belly going for the stuff that you're really really dreading which for me is always my kitchen cupboards I just I I just don't even want to think about them Um, so that's always the bit that I go to last Um, but I think go for those go for those things that you're you feel you know mentally prepared for first and then I think it gives you the motivation to plow on with other bits and so you reckon that approach means that I can be in quite good stead for a well-edited year ahead and not be crying in an empty room by like February the 2nd yeah no no you don't want to be you don't want to be crying you won't be doing no, no, no. you'll be like mate I've got my shit together I've sorted out my fitness routine maybe you've worked out like once a week well done good for you so then maybe you tackle your fridge meal prep or something and I think it's like getting those building blocks and and working on it and not making it stressful you don't want to be stressed by it no no crying no crying (laughs) (laughs) when you were writing an edited life did you learn stuff about you that you weren't aware of yes the conclusion of the book features things that I things that happened over those nine months that were so not in the whole ethos of the whole book (laughs) which included going to a Pilates class and then coming home and getting a McDonald's on Uber Eats for lunch. (laughs) Um, You know, hashtag balance and all that. And I was so late for things. I probably didn't multitask as well as I thought I could. I definitely like learn a lot through that process. Process of multitasking, of keeping kind of all my other content going on and secretly writing a book at the same time I felt like I was like a double agent you know living this living this like secret life which was quite fun yeah but yeah I definitely um I learned that writing a book is is really fucking hard actually (laughs) (laughs) 70,000 words takes a while you mentioned keeping it a secret as well and so if we've got listeners who probably don't watch vloggers but because everything about your life is or a lot of stuff about your life is put out there in front of your viewers, in front of your fans. Keeping something back must be really tricky. Yeah, people thought I was pregnant. They were like, That's what they think with anything you say. That you're pregnant. I know. I know. I had to write a blog post that was like, hello, please can we stop asking women if they're pregnant? Like, it's really rude for a whole myriad of reasons. I too have written an article about why we should stop being nosy about what's going on in other women's wombs. It's no one's fucking business. (laughs) Oh my God, I so want to read this because this is something that I feel so strongly about. It is so rude. And then, of course, that makes you more stressed because you're like, oh, my God, why does everyone think I'm pregnant? Like, what's going on here? And actually, I was just giving birth to a book baby um, behind the scenes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it actually, it was quite tricky to keep it a secret because 
I think I kept it a secret for about a year. It was probably about a year from getting the book deal with my fantastic publishers, Quadrille, and my editor, Susanna, is just the just a babe. She is just the nicest, nicest woman. Um, and so, yeah, it's probably about a, a year from that point until I actually spoke about it. Yeah, I, I quite like keeping secrets. I think it's really fun. Yeah, I like the whole, you know, secret spy thing. So either, I think there's probably quite a lot of things that I don't discuss with my audience until maybe they've happened. Yeah, I, I, I did it with my wedding because I just didn't want other people's opinions on it mm-hmm. until it happened. And then it was like, oh, this is what we did. Da-da. Like, and then people's opinions don't matter because it's already happened. It was quite nice, actually, to be in a book bubble and be doing it sort of on my own with no input. I really like that. But I did secretly do a couple of tweets here and there, mining for topics to cover because I wanted it to be really broad and answer lots of people's questions that people tweet me and email me and stuff. And that was really helpful. Through that, I kind of managed to work out what topics to focus on in the book and like work out how they all tied together and the best order to put them in and stuff. So, yeah, it was very helpful, actually. It's quite the double-edged sword, isn't it, with the whole people's opinion thing? Because obviously it helps you create content that you know that your viewers and fans are going to like. But the amount of shit I've seen you get from people is horrific. (laughs) Oh, I feel really lucky. Do you think you don't? I think I think I do. I think everyone does. I think I'm really lucky compared to some of the people online. I think I've had a very slow and steady growth. I've done this now for nine years, almost nine years. So I think I've had a really nice progression and sort of collected people on the way and people have come in along the way and have come along for the ride who are really just nice people, like people who I, who I get to meet are always really lovely and just really sweet it would be friends in real life kind of thing I feel quite grateful that I sort of managed to do these get get a chance to do these amazing things like write a book I go a little bit under the radar and I'm I'm really really happy with that I feel like my audience are just absolute babes I feel like a lot of people get a lot worse online I mean if people are just saying that I'm pregnant I can I can kind of handle that some people really get the really get shit thrown at them I don't actively look for horrible things about me online I know that if I did a little search I could probably find you know huge message boards dedicated to what a dickhead I am but I just don't (laughs) I just don't look at I'm like yeah no it's probably not uh, great for mental health so I I don't go looking for it if I see stuff I'm like yeah fair game you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea I mean that sounds like a very healthy mental mindset to be in well done thanks it's it's taken a while I mean like I said it's a nine year thing so I still remember my first hate comment it was back in it would have been back in like 2012 2011 and someone said that I looked like a man in drag and I was like I love drag queens (laughs) like thank you thank you so nice but you know in their eyes that's a hate comment in inverted commas and um yeah it's so funny they 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 kind of stick with you but I've I definitely I've got to a better place with them after years of working through it. I figure that there's people online that you don't think, you, you know, not. I don't like everyone that I view online or I watch their videos online or I read their stuff online. And um, so that other people are the same. I mean, I don't go voicing that. And some people feel the need to. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't send them a message. No, <laughs> no, I don't go onto a forum and start hate about them or write something under their Instagram. But 
different strokes, different folks. I, I try my best to let it wash over me. And on a good day, it does. On a bad day, some bits stick. But, you know, you, you, you move on. And there's so many lovely people writing such lovely, lovely things. So I feel really grateful for that. Oh, I'm really pleased because it is that weird thing of when you watch someone, even though we get this with our listeners as well. It feels like when you put your stuff out there, yourself out there, they feel like they know you. Yes. And so I wanted you to be okay and you're okay. So I'm very pleased about that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, don't worry about me. I'm cool. (laughs) Anna, where can people find you online and follow you and find out more about An Edited Life and The Anna Edit? I'm The Anna Edit on everything. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I don't have Snapchat anymore, but I do love a bit of Instagram stories. And the book is available worldwide. Um, It's available on Amazon in the UK. Is it Indigo in Canada? It's available everywhere from the 10th of January. All good bookshops. Yeah, all good bookshops. There you go. Thank you so much for sparing us some time to have a chat. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Standard Issue for All Women.